Blog Talk Radio. And all who are thirsty, and all who are weak, come to the fountain, and if you are
Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host this evening. And just want to give God all the thanks and the glory and the honor and praise as we're coming up on this Thanksgiving holiday, Thanksgiving season. You know, as trivialized and as commercialized as Thanksgiving become, It's funny to me how a lot of times we get so caught up in the spirit of the holidays that we really forget about the spirit of God and the spirit of Christ. And really while we're celebrating Thanksgiving, why we're taking time out and we're calling the holiday as we are. You know, it's a time for giving thanks. It's a time for rejoicing in God. And counting our blessings, thinking about the things that God has done for us, what he is doing for us, what he will continue to do for us. But just taking a day aside out of the year to look to God, to say, thank you, God. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for everything you've blessed us with, or our families with, our Christian families with. So I just want to remind you tonight, from Chris Herzog to you, from Prayer International to you, remember the reason for the season. You know, a lot of times we use that around the Christmas holidays. Jesus is the reason for the season. But we need to think about that when it comes to Thanksgiving. So again, we just say, Father God, Lord Jesus Christ, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you thanks for everything you're doing. And Father, we ask your blessings tonight, Father, on those that are traveling, those on the road, those that are traveling by plane. Father, your blessings, your hand, your angels be around them, Father, as they're traveling between destinations to see their loved ones, to see friends and family. 
And, Father, we just give you praise. And, Lord, we just pray, Lord God, that you would just awaken a spirit of Christ. Awaken an awareness in the hearts of your people, in the minds as Americans, as people celebrate all over, Lord God, Thanksgiving tomorrow. Lord, we ask, Father, just direct their attention on you. Direct their focus. Redirect their focus. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we're told in the word of God, in everything give thanks. You know, Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, I believe it's chapter 5, we're told, rejoice always, pray continually, and in everything give thanks. And you know, a lot of times we look at our circumstances, we look at our trials, we look at the situations that we face, and we say to ourselves, I should give thanks for this. Maybe we look to God and we say to God, God, I'm supposed to give you thanks in all things. We don't realize that means the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, many times, the harvest and the fruit of our lives produce some negative things because of the seed that we sow, because of the choices that we make. Sometimes it's just the testing of our faith, trying to work a process on the inside of it. But you know, whatever it is, Whatever situation we're facing, whatever day is upon us, we need to realize that God, through the scriptures, has given us a commandment in everything, give thanks. So not just once a year, not just once a day, not just at meals, not just at bedtime, and not if you, even if you're just tarrying an hour, you know, giving your hour to God for the day. But in all things, all the time, pray continually, rejoice always, and everything give thanks. It's a continual lifestyle of praise. A continual lifestyle of worship, a continual lifestyle of thanksgiving, where you learn to just begin to embrace. Now, I'm not telling you to lay down and take everything that's handed to you, because I believe prayer and I believe obedience to God, the ability to follow the Spirit of God play into the outcomes and the situations of our lives just as much, if not more, than some of the circumstances and some of the trials.
trials that we face. I do believe you can face the same circumstance or trial and you can approach it in prayer. You can approach it in obedience and faith towards God. And you can see a shift and you can see things turn and you can see God's glory come into the midst of that situation and it turn out completely different than if you just take it case or us or whatever will be will be and you do not approach the Father and you do not pray about the situations at hand and you do not ask God to get involved in every situation of your life then I can guarantee you they're going to have different outcomes. See, Jesus taught that parable, and I'll paraphrase. But he said there were two men, a wise man and a foolish man. And the wise man was equated to a man who built his house upon a solid rock foundation. He put it on an established, firm foundation. The materials he used were solid, dependable, grounded. He understood how to build something that was established. And when the winds and the waves came and beat upon that house, it withstood the winds and the waves. It stood there. It it lasted You see, the Bible says the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And Jesus equated the obedient man, the wise man, the one that heard the word of God and obeyed it. See, obedience and the ability and the tenacity, the discipline to listen to the word of the Lord. played into the scenario. This man's ability to build upon a solid foundation played into the scenario because when the winds and the waves came, they'd be just as hard upon the house. But see, there was another man that God equates and he names him a fool. And see, in the Psalms, we're told only a fool says in his heart there is no God. Only a fool would choose his own way. So Jesus equates this man who builds his house upon a shaky, unstable, non-lasting, non-enduring, foundation. He says he he's like a man who builds his house upon the shore, the sea shore, the sand. Not rock, not something stable, but sand. And not concrete, mind you. Of course, we know sand when you mix it with water properly can turn into concrete. But we also know sand, when you beat upon it with wind and you beat upon it with pressure and the waves come crashing down, the circumstances come crashing down, all of a sudden it's leveled, it's destroyed. And so this man who, yes, 
he heard the word of God. Because, see, we all have an ability to hear God. See, man is a spirit. I am a spirit. Say it. I am a spirit. See, you're a spirit. You are a spirit. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. What does that mean? It means from your heart. It means time to get honest with God. Time to lay it all out for the Lord. So God is calling. They that worship him. See, no one can come to God unless the Spirit draw him. And just like Isaiah, see, he, he was moved. He he had an experience. In the year that King Uzziah died, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't have a Bible in front of me. I'm just sharing from my heart tonight. But he says in Isaiah 6, and I'll paraphrase it, and you can go back to it. They said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. See, he was looking. He was looking for God in this time when, you see, King Uzziah had his own deal going on. King Uzziah had a lot of worldly influence going on in the the system during that time. In fact, it was quite opposite of what Isaiah was preaching, quite opposite of what Isaiah was declaring. In fact, at some point, King Uzziah began to rebel against the word of the Lord. And it got to the point where he was very confrontational with Isaiah. But see how many times... Don't we all know See, God will put one down to raise up another? He says, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm. You don't touch the things of God. You don't touch the things of God. You don't handle them improperly. You don't handle God's people. You don't handle God's bride with disrespect. You don't you don't touch the things of God that he calls holy, that he calls consecrated, that he calls sanctified and set apart for him, for his purposes. See he he doesn't want his courts trampled. He doesn't want somebody coming in and disrespect. Profaning that which is holy. There's a reason God says holy. He separated gold for gold and silver for silver and brass for brass. And that's why we need the blood of Jesus Christ to wash us and make us whole. To wash us and make us clean. To begin to bring us into a new birth. And eventually bring us into an alignment and into a new life, not just a birth, but a life of God in Christ by the Holy Spirit. 
and allow God to come in. Allow God to take control. When we say, Lord Jesus, what are we saying? Well, what is a Lord? What is a master if there's not a slave? What is a Lord or a teacher if there's not a a servant or a subject or a pupil, if you will, a disciple? Every rabbi has a disciple. Every teacher must have a student. A master must have a servant or else he wouldn't be a master. What is he lording over? And so when we say, God, Lord Jesus, come be Lord of my life, take control of my life, we have to get to a place, start letting God in, start letting God in control to truly be Lord over that which concerns us. Because if we allow God to lord over that which concerns us, he's responsible to perfect that which concerns us. But if we lord over, if we master ourselves, if we have the final word over our lives, then guess what? Then we reap. what we sow, we reap a negative harvest. You see, Jesus came in and he told one group of people, you're of your father, the devil. And he told another group of people, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. He told it to Peter and they said, get thee behind me, Satan. So we know that there's times when we will be in alignment and in agreement with God, and there's times when the enemy will distract and distort and derail and detour and do everything that he can do, everything that he can do to cause us to misalign ourselves with God's word and God's ways and God's will for our lives and our family's lives. You see, he is establishing a kingdom here. He's establishing a government here. He's establishing a purpose and a plan. He's executing a plan, initiating and carrying out. And it's in full force going forward. And that plan is, as it is in heaven, so let it be in the earth. Are we aligning ourselves? Are we checking ourselves? Are we calling ourselves to attention? You know, Paul said, hey, I, I buffet myself daily. I buffet my flesh. I die daily, he said. He says he checks himself. You see, if we begin to examine ourselves, That's why it's important when we take communion. Jesus said, do this as often as you can. Do it in remembrance of me. And as we take that communion, as we remember the broken body of Jesus, 
and the suffering and the consequence and the sacrifice and the things that he endured and the shame, the suffering, the sacrifice, the scrutiny he deserves, just a scourging in his life, stripping him of all his dignity. He let go of divinity in exchange for humanity. Think about it. You don't know what it took. You didn't walk in his shoes. You didn't carry that cross. You didn't sweat the drops of blood in the garden. I didn't sweat the drops of blood in the garden. So God is calling us, hey, and everything give thanks. Pray continually. Rejoice always. What is this? It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a habitual thing. 24-7. See, God's calling us to be the house of prayer for all nations. Not just a building or a location where people come and play some music and sing and all that, and pray and worship and intercede, and, and all that's good, and we need more of that. We need that everywhere. In every major city, we need 24-7 IHOPs and ANHOPs and prayer houses and prayer movements. As often as we can, come together and pray, and he's in our midst. Two of us or more touching and agreeing and seeing it done in Jesus' name. We need that. That's the way the church started. Now it's the way God intends it to continue. But the fact is, you don't do it in the house if you're not the house. If you're not the house of prayer, you don't need to run around and shove us. Jesus said they stand in the synagogues with their vain babbling, thinking they'll be heard for their much speaking. But see, it's, it's the reward of God that comes to the humble heart, to the soul that's humble, to the one that doesn't lift himself up. But he allows the Lord to be lifted up. Be lifted up, everlasting doors, and the King of glory King of glory shall come in. Swing wide, O ye gates, and the King of glory, the King of glory. See, the whole thing is, is are you opening up your gates? Are you opening up your doors? Are you taking your walls and your barriers down and all the things that are separating you from God in your life, the things that are separating you from building healthy relationships with people and allowing the kingdom of God to be manifested, are you laying those things down? Jesus said, Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Hey, Are you laying your burdens down at the foot of the cross? Are you laying your life down at the feet of Jesus? 
So you're laying your life down at the feet of Jesus. He just wants your heart. Knocking on the door of your heart. And that's just not salvation. You know, we equate that to salvation. Did, did you give Jesus your heart today? Did Jesus come into your heart? What are we saying there? Did you make Jesus Lord? Did you give him control of your life? Did you start and pursue a relationship with him? See, he wants pursuit. There's got to be a pursuit of his presence. There's got to be a passion in your heart. See, God is looking for people who will passionately pursue him in secret places. Let me say that again. God is looking for passionate people that will pursue him in secret places. See, the reward of God will come in the open, will come in public. It will also come in private. See, your treasure is him. He's the treasure. My treasure is him as a Christian. He is the treasure we're seeking. He is the one. God is calling. God is calling. Yeah. We're going to take a break. And we'll be right back. If you need to call in, 619-638-8458. going to try to get the chat rooms open. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens.
All right, praise God, we're back. Well, welcome back. This is Prayer International Radio. If you're just tuning in or if you've been tuned in, and the call in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. If you want to call in, uh, call in and listen in. And here in a little bit, we'll get some worship going. Just wanted to open up, just share some prayer. Uh, we've got some prayer requests. I just want to lift up some prayer. So right now, I just want to lift up Al. Um, right now, he is battling cancer. I want to lift up Pat, just so that she would be strengthened and the Lord's will be done. We also want to lift up our uh, prayer international family, just those that are tuning in and listening, that are seeking uh, the will of God. We just want to lift them up as a whole and just continue to join it with the body of Christ for the will of God and the kingdom of God to come into the earth. Well, Father, we just give you praise. We just thank you. We just give you all the glory, all the honor, Lord. We just thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Father, we ask, Lord God, for your will to be done in your kingdom to come over this nation, that you would raise up godly leaders. You would appoint officials in the mayor's office, the governor's, judges, lawmakers, policymakers, senators. And we ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, for our president and his cabinet and our vice president, that you would move in a mighty way to turn his heart towards truth, that you would shake him, cause him to have an experience that is undeniable. That will bring him to the truth. Father, we ask right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, your hand of protection over our nation, Father, that you would just remember your people that are here and that you would have mercy on our nation for your name's sake, O God. Father, we bless Israel right now. Father, we bless Jerusalem. We speak peace, prosperity, protection, provision in Jesus' name, Lord. Begin to move in a mighty way and let Jesus Christ be revealed as Messiah. Father, we just give you praise and glory and honor, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for moving around the four corners of the earth and for what you're doing, God, for what you're speaking and declaring, God. Father, you're touching and healing the sick. Father, we pray for Sean Holmberg and Rebecca Holmberg and their family tonight. We speak healing, speak blessings, they just celebrated their second year anniversary. It's a blessing. Father, right now, we just pray for my wife's family. Uh, you know, my wife just lost her aunt. And so we just want to speak peace over the McClendon family right now in Jesus' name. Peace over everyone there involved that was close to sharing. Peace to my wife. Peace to our family. And Father, I just thank you, Father God, that you're in control and that you're moving in a mighty way. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just pray for 
the other blog talk radio ministries that are connecting in prayer with us, Father, the other ministries and churches, the other evangelists and pastors, teachers, prophets, apostles, and those that are out on the front lines in intercession and evangelism, sharing their faith and living a life. Father, we just pray for those that are your called out ones, that you would bless them. Those that are called to be businessmen, businesswomen, to raise support for the gospel. Those that are called to be medical missionaries here in the States and overseas. Father, those that are called to be teachers in our public school systems. Those that are called to be public officials. Those that are called to be civil servants. Father, we just pray your hand be upon them, your protection, your provision, your guidance in Jesus' name. Father, raise up a watch of prayer. Lord, raise up an army, Father. Raise up a people that will get in unity and begin to speak and declare thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father, raise up an army, O God. Raise up an army, O God. Raise up an army, O God, even if it's out of the dry bones, even if it's out of the desolate places, if it's out, Lord God, raise provision even out of the fish's mouth, Lord Jesus, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven, Father, and provide the daily bread. Forgive our sin, Lord. Forgive our sin as a nation. Forgive our sin as a people. Forgive our sin as a church for those that are your modern-day Pharisees and Sadducees and those that are full of pride, full of themselves, forgive me, Father, for those times in my life when I didn't trust you, I chose my own way. Lord, just have mercy on your bride. Have mercy on your people, your sons and your daughters, Father. We're speaking mercy and grace. Mercy on America, Father. Lord, we repent, Father, for the murders and the abortions, Father, that we could allow some of the things that happen in our country happen. And Father, even for whatever part we all play in the things that that hurt you and the things that you despise, Father, forgive us. Lord, those things that happen in our nation that our people just turn a blind eye to you and we we call good evil and evil good. And, Father, we just pray right now, Father, mercy on us all, mercy on our nation, mercy on your church and your people, mercy on those that don't know you. Turn their hearts, Father, and grant them the gift of repentance. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We just give you praise. We just give you honor. We just declare all the power and all the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Praise God. Just want to encourage everybody this holiday season to pray. Pray for your family. 
look for opportunities around the the holiday table, around the the Christmas, even the Christmas times, even the whatever holiday time you spend with family over the next month when you're eating dinner and sharing with with those you might see once or twice a year. Listen, take opportunities if you're a Christian. Just let the love of Christ, let the spirit of Christ, the character of Christ come out of your life into theirs. Speak kind words. Speak words of life. Speak words of healing. Speak words of love. You know, direct the conversation at the table to the Lord in gentle, subtle ways without always being offensive or, you know, cause people to uh, put their walls up. But, you know, the the bottom line is sometimes the gospel is going to offend. But we don't always have to make it offensive. For the spiritually discerning, those that are hungry, it's life and peace. For those that receive the cross by faith, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. There's the power of God and the salvation for those that believe. Life and peace. Those that are in the flesh, it's offensive, it's challenging, it, it ruffles their feathers. So, Father, we just ask in the name of Jesus, have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way.